It's lightly snowing and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. New measures to help slow the spread of COVID in Alberta go into effect tonight at midnight. Carolyn Curry de Castillo has more details on these restrictions. As of midnight, youth sports will be limited to household or close contacts only, and indoor youth sports and rec activities will be prohibited. As well, personal wellness services like hair and nail salons will close, and so will in-person dining, including outdoor patios. Now, youth sports had been allowed to practice in groups of 10, which coaches say was going well, but also required a lot more work on their part. Everything from administrative work to policing kids and making sure they were keeping two meters apart. Now, coaches I talked to say the challenge now will be making sure kids stay healthy and keep moving. Physical activity is number one. Um, getting outdoors is number one, I think. Now, changes that already went into effect last week include retail being limited to 10% capacity, and on Friday, elementary students joined junior high and high school students in going to school online, as I said, again, for at least the next two weeks. That was Global's Carolyn Curry de Castillo reporting. More news in a moment, but for 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Wet road conditions is what we are dealing with this morning, along with a snowfall, but we are running issue-free right now. As a matter of fact, I am seeing light volume across the city, which is pretty normal for a sunny morning. Expect reduced visibility and winter driving conditions, though, if you're doing some highway travel west of the city, especially on the Trans-Canada Highway near Scott Hill Lake. The Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart program is committed to advancing women's health. Visit shoppersdrugmart.ca slash love you to learn more. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Tay Yusin. An anti-lockdown protest went ahead outside a cafe in central Alberta yesterday. Despite pouring rain and a preemptive court injunction, hundreds of protesters gathered on the grounds of the Whistle Stop Cafe in the hamlet of Mirror for the Save Alberta Campout protest. Here's what Chris Scott, the owner of the cafe, told the crowd. I'm not terrified of the government. I'm not terrified of Jason Kenney. I'm not terrified of AHS, OHS, the RCMP, or any other authority in our province or our country. I'm terrified at the apathy that we're seeing from the Canadian people whose rights are being taken away in the name of whatever and they don't speak up. This is the problem we have right now. Health authorities say the cafe will remain closed until its owner can demonstrate the ability to comply with health restrictions. Mounties with body cameras were keeping a close eye on things and began handing out tickets to people leaving the protest under the Health Act for participating in the illegal gathering. Not one, but two COVID milestones have been reached in the province. The first milestone, not a good one. For the first time since the pandemic began, Alberta has more than 25,000 active cases. Alberta Health reporting more than 25,000 of these cases with 661 people currently in hospital with the virus. 148 of these patients are in intensive care. On the flip side, the second milestone is a very positive one. Alberta Health is reporting well well above 1.8 million doses of COVID vaccine have now been administered. And don't forget, starting tomorrow, all Albertans 12 years of age and older can sign up to get vaccinated. Toronto internist Dr. Fahad Razak says what's happening in the United Kingdom is a roadmap for how Canadians can get back to a more normal life by Canada Day. 
Razak says in January, the United Kingdom had COVID-19 infection rates three times what Canada is seeing now, but an aggressive vaccination campaign and strict lockdowns followed by a gradual science-based reopening plan has left the UK in a much different place today. It is a remarkable story. You fast forward to today, they're less than one-sixth the rates of what we have in Canada. That That's the story and that's the potential for hope going forward. So aggressive use of vaccines, getting people to get that first shot, smart public health measures, that, that's the story. You're seeing it in the United Kingdom. Razak says he firmly believes both countries made a smart decision to delay second vaccine doses and get more people protection from one dose faster. It's plus one at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and a big happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers out there. And uh, we wouldn't be here without you. So thank you so much and uh, happy Mother's Day. And in Calgary, what wouldn't uh, a May weekend be without a little bit of snow? We're getting a little bit of sleety snow out here in the south end of of Calgary. I'm sure in the in the north, they're probably getting a little bit as well. But uh, good moisture. I looked in the in my veggie box out in the on the patio where we got the the seeds coming up and the cabbage and cauliflower and stuff is. Uh, but we got a little crust of snow over top of everything, but. Actually, and snow isn't, it actually protects sometimes for the frost and that. So snow's not that bad. It's the just the overnight cold temperatures. So don't worry too much about snow. And uh, it's, it, it actually helps and gets the moisture into the ground. So this good slow rain all day yesterday and today, this is great moisture for our gardens. It'll help hydrate all those leaves, get everything going. Did a walk through the garden a couple days ago and uh, did a little bit of pruning. And early bloomers are already coming. I stopped by a client's house the other day, seen a double flowering plum about to just burst out in that beautiful pink color. And I have a pear tree in the backyard, and that's blooming, which is gorgeous and uh, nice and pure white. So those are always your early ones. The pear tree, so most if you see any white blooms right now, it's probably a pear. And the next one will be the ornamental crabs. My gladiator is setting bud and about to bloom probably in a week or so. So you'll start seeing that kind of stuff. If you're looking out at your hydrangeas, don't panic or anything yet. They're just, they're probably one of the last ones that just start. They're probably just swelling the buds, just getting going. So don't don't panic to it. They still look like they're dead sticks. Cut back all your coral, coral foresters if you haven't. And uh, and and just be patient. Roses and stuff. Just just wait and see when you start seeing the green coming up. Just 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 be patient. Let it flush out a bit before you cut anything off. Just to sort of see where you're at, and then you can straighten it out from there. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to bring Jen up. She's uh, up early and in the greenhouse on a on a wonderful Mother's Day. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Jen. Hey, Merle, how are you? Hi, I'm here. Good. Oh, there you are. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Happy good. Mother's Day. Pardon me. Oh, thank you. Said, thank you. Yeah. And, I, uh, get, uh, I get all the flowers on Mother's Day. <laughs> you're, you're surrounded by flowers all of Mother's Day. Eh? What I more am. did you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> I, 
it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. So busy day yesterday. Um, oh my but again, it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was spaced out. Everyone took their, it was, it was actually good. And a lot of people outside in the tree lot, even though the inclement weather, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was really impressed. And our, our hardy tree lot staff were out there with the rain gear and everything. So a big Isn't thanks to true? all those, our team out there, which is awesome. Yeah. And thanks. So um, let's, yeah, Merle, I was just going to say really quick about that too. Thanks to the customers for their patience as well, because obviously we've had to, you know, kind of make things, proper here with COVID protocols and kind of limiting space and, and maneuvering traffic and, and people have been really awesome about all of that too. So thanks to the customers for that. No, absolutely. Yeah. We've yeah. had to block off some entrances, only have one or two, one coming in, one coming out. Yeah. And yeah, everybody just, yeah, they, they just, I think they're happy to be out spacing apart, doing their thing. So like you yeah. said, a big thanks and we couldn't do it without them either. Absolutely. So, you got everything coming in. What What's going on down there in the greenhouse center right now? <laughs> Everything's going oh. on, Merle. Um, they, uh, let's see. Let's see. We've got all the annuals coming in. We've got, um, well, in fact, I feel like we have most of them. We just are going to get more quantities and more um, more different variations of them. The Vermillionaire's back in stock. We're still limiting that one per customer simply because everybody wants a piece of that Vermillionaire. And that's that hummingbird plant that we talk about a lot. Yes. Um, so we have him back. We've got the sweet peas are in right now. I have a lot of people asking for sweet peas. Um, uh, all the the um, sorry, my brain is a little bit cooked. I think from all the plants. No, but the and the, we had some and, yeah. those artichokes we got in those big oh artichokes. Gosh. They're huge and so beautiful, and I've never seen anything like that. And we don't have a ton of them, um, but no. I think we had two customers scoop them up yesterday, and I think we have a few more still on the floor. Um, Fruits of the Sea, the actual name for that, if somebody wanted to look it up, the leaves are outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and I have, I had to, and I totally went blank on it too when we seen it. I had to pull it up <laughs> on our plant finder thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it is, a, it's a gorgeous plant. I'll be curious to see what it does as it yeah. gets bigger as well. Yeah. That's um, but we probably won't see it because it'll, they'll all be gone at people's houses. So we'll have to get them to share with us. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. On social media. Yeah. And uh, so lots of hangers. So if people are looking for Mother's Day presents or anything, so we have lots of hangers, indoor houseplants. Yeah. And um, they're on sale this week. Yeah, exactly. The 10 to 12 inches are 15% off this week, all those 10 to 12 inch houseplants. Um, As well as we do have a Mother's Day draw going on. Jeff posted it on social media. So that's on Instagram and Facebook, and you tag somebody on that post. And we'll be making the draw today, Mother's Day at noon, and you can see exactly what is up for the draw on the picture that Jess took and put on there. So that's good to go. Um, Jess was suggesting I mention all the jasmine because people have, they're constantly asking for jasmine. So we have really cute jasmine plants in stock right now in four-inch in four inch pots. And also that if you buy a plant and a pot here, we can pot it for you. So it's good to go. You're on your way um, to go and celebrate Mother's Day, however, virtually or wherever you need to do it and drop off a pot on the doorstep, we can get that taken care of for you. Uh, I, I love seeing all your team when they do the repotting, like a couple of the, the new uh, the new teammates in the mm-hmm. in the store. Yes, the last couple of days were potting them up and they have the little brush after, they clean it all up after. It's just so good <laughs> to see it. It's so cool. Yeah, they so, love doing it too. So that's that's pretty awesome. Well, it's fun, right? It feels like a lot of people haven't done it before, so they're learning and while they're working. So it's yeah. uh, 
it's pretty cool. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, perennials tumoral really quick. I don't know if you. Uh, we've got some perennials in. We've got the Irish moss and the Scotch moss. The Carl Forsters are back. I know people have been looking after those guys too and uh, trying to get them in already. People are so keen to get going. It, it's going to be great, and I think you had three trucks come in yesterday on a Saturday. <laughs> I don't think we have any coming in today on you, so, but we have uh, probably about eight trucks coming in this week, so we'll be fully stocked in the tree lot next week and the perennials and annuals, so we're the the big May push will be on, and, uh, yeah, and we're, we're fortunate ready. that we have so much space outside so everyone can do the physical distancing, and we have 10 acres on the top part of our store, so once we open up outside there like we are now, it's we have lots of room and we have four cashiers outside. So, mm-hmm. um, just, yeah. yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. And uh, I'll see you in a little bit. You bet. And, uh, and we have the pizza guy out in the parking lot again today. If anybody is looking for a wood fired so pizza, he's going to be out there yeah. again. Yeah, that's so good. That's good stuff. I really enjoyed that yesterday. So, thank you for that. No, my pleasure. And uh, so, if any customers you're looking for a treat mum for a pizza, come on out in the parking lot and have one of his uh, freshly made uh, wood fired pizza. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, bro. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Well, thanks to Jen for. Uh, being in and working around all those flowers on her on Mother's Day, which is greatly appreciated. And got quite a few texts already. I started some tomatoes inside, but the leaves seem to be turning purplish. Not sure why. That's somewhat normal. And it's sort of when they get a little bit cool, climatized. And so I wouldn't worry too much about it. They're probably ready to get transplanted. And I had a, another caller who was going to go away for a few days and ask about her tomatoes as well, her or him. And they're just, they're ready to get transplanted as well. Gorgeous tomatoes. and But when you do your transplanting, bury them about two-thirds in the ground under soil, pull off the bottom leaves, and then leave about a one-third above the soil. And then they'll just thicken right up and be gorgeous. And it won't take long before they just burst out of that soil. So you can do that. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we'll take some callers. If you want to join me, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And actually, I'm going to go right to Diana. She is the lovely sweet pea lady down in in uh, Pincher Creek area, Bailey Hill Greenhouse. Good morning, Diana. Good morning. Isn't this an Alberta uh, reality check, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, and I always appreciate it, though, a little bit, I'll be honest, because it, it just slows everybody down a bit, just realize that we are, it's still May, it's early, and and we still are are going to get probably a little bit of winter, and uh, and then that way everyone doesn't get too excited, put everything out too early, and then uh, freeze, except for sweet peas don't mind this kind of weather, they well, actually kind of like it, don't they? Well, that, that- they're going to go a bit dormant if they're outside already, you know. But that's okay. They can probably put up with this. They won't. They will not mind 
you know, the temperature at all. What's it? What, how are you guys getting lots of snow on the, on the ground down there, or, or is it? Sorry, just, it's just... snowing. Yeah, it's snowing. It's not really staying on the ground, but all the sort of anything. It's not even the mountains. The hills are completely white. So it looks, it just feels very wintry. It feels a bit like English <laughs> weather. And as I said, oh, I left nice. England to get rid of this weather, and it's followed me. But and then here you are. That's so, it. Yes, what happened? So what do you got going on down in your greenhouse down there oh, in Bailey well, Hill? Oh, well, I was amazed because I actually thought it was pouring with rain yesterday. And I thought, well, heavens, most customers won't come today. So I settled down for an afternoon to watch horse racing on TV. And then my customers started to pour in. So um, <laughs> it was a really good day. It's just telling everybody, like, keep everything covered. Hold on. You know, it will warm up, right? Absolutely. And like you said, it's good. It's good to slow people down because they're way ahead of themselves with our nice weather that we've had. Absolutely. So, um, would you, would you recommend, like, for someone's looking to do sweet peas, they could put the seeds out there no, now, no problem. They could. Oh yes, they can. They can sow seeds now. They, they'll have very late sweet peas, but they will come. They will yeah, come. and so if you haven't started them, try and find some that have already started and uh, and plant I them think, outside. But, um, I advise putting in a plant. I mean, like my plants are over a foot high already, and they're looking just oh, wow. fabulous. And they'll be blooming by the end of May. Like I like sweet peas, so I'm really not willing to wait till the end of July for a bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no, mean, and that's possible. true. It right? can be done, right? Yes. So, yeah. and so, so are you? You do all kinds of other plants as well, obviously. I do some really unusual annuals. I've got things like calincia and Swan River Daisy, and the things that most people really, you know, you can't find in the most garden centers. So, oh, nice. Which is nice. So, any, different things. Yeah. So, what what what's the best tip you can pass on to our listeners? Should we have a lot of sweet pea fans? So, what would be your best advice? Well, my first advice, because of where I live, and not everybody lives with the kind of wind we have down here, um, is keep them out of the wind. They do not enjoy getting blown sideways. So your best place to put a sweet pea is always facing east. Okay. Where they get lots of, you know, the first half of the day sun, and they don't, they don't really appreciate that burning sun that we get at the end of the day from the west. Okay. Um, and sometimes uh, putting them on the south side of the house in the hottest spot you can find doesn't work very well either. So, so they're similar to a clematis, like they kind of like way, the cool roots. Yeah. That's it. That's what they enjoy. That's what they love. And obviously give them something to climb up. And the other advice is to make sure you deadhead like crazy. I you know, tell people that all the time because you got to trick them into if they if you leave the blooms on until they get spent too, then the plant thinks it's done its job and it's reproduced, and it won't it. send out more blooms. But if you keep deadheading the plant, will just have to keep pushing pushing more flowers out, and That's uh, it. and be so. Well, you know, for all right, every well, I I tell people for every flower, every bloom that you pick, you'll probably get three more. Yeah, absolutely. So Absolutely. and they love it, and then you can share with all your neighbors and spread the word about sweet peas. So, uh, Absolutely. You know, well, hopefully you get lots of visitors down there today, Diana, and happy Mother's Day to you and uh, to everybody down there as well. 
And so thanks for calling in and, and passing on your awesome well, knowledge. Thanks. And the other thing I was just going to mention was that if somebody okay. is looking for seeds, go for the antique varieties because the new modern varieties do not have the scent of the old ones. Oh. The new, the uh, old uh, they, varieties. And, that, and that's true with a lot of flowers, isn't it? They've bred the scent out of even yes. like the roses and things like that. I really noticed that. Um, they don't seem to have the same fragrance that they used to. So, yes. All right. Exactly. Well, all so right. There's my Thanks, advice. Diana. Thank you so much, Merle. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. And I think I still have a little bit of time. I'm going to take Craig on the line. Good morning, Craig. Christmas. I've got <laughs> Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, I've got uh, uh, a lemon plant, lemon tree, whatever. Okay. It's small. Uh, it's got spider mites. We sprayed okay. it with neem oil. Will that do it, or can you? I was I heard that you're supposed to mix neem oil and something else. No, um, neem oil should work on its own. It's actually a pretty good, and okay. it's, you can't really buy it here anymore as an insecticide. Okay. Um, so, but oh, yeah, uh, you can get it. Lot. Okay, good. Yeah, it's it's actually it works really quite well. Um, you might have to hit it once or twice with it, but it should be fine. And just, I even like to go in there and just wipe them off a little bit before I spray. Like okay. I get a cloth, yep. and even if you put the little bit of neem oil on a real soft cloth, and just go in there and like and just wipe in some of those crevices and that, and then okay. just give it a good a good spray afterwards, and you should be fine. All right, sounds good. I just want to wish my mother a happy Mother's Day. She listens to you every week. She's awesome. 80, Eighty-eight years old, put her own garden in again, like she does every year. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It is. All right. Have a good one. Awesome. Thanks. You too as well. Thanks, Craig. Bye-bye. And I think I still have time for one more. I'm going to go to Alberta. Good morning, Alberta. Hello. Hi, Alberta. Hi. How are you? Well, keeping dry. Well, happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Um, And how can I help you? Well, I guess probably I have an unusual request. I okay. purchased um, a poinsettia plant for my husband at Christmas time. And okay. uh, lo and behold, the darn thing is growing like a weed. He's in long term care. Will. And uh, uh, one of the ladies there said that now I need fertilizer for it. Well, where in the world do you find fertilizer for a poinsettia? Well, it, it's very similar. Like it just, it still needs the same. You, you won't find a, a specific fertilizer for a poinsettia but you want to use a same with you want to use a flowering fertilizer um so like a 15 30 15 higher middle number and uh, uh, that will do it just wonderful yep okay i'll try that anyway and also could you tell me where i can find aluminum sulfate um i believe we have it at the at spruce it up oh okay that's great thank you so much all right you're just looking to green up your spruce trees and stuff or Actually, I want to uh, plant some uh, some plants, and I have to I have to uh, uh, work on the soil. It's for the okay. soil under underneath the tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can uh, just water. It's lovely you mix with water, and then you can mix it in. But you can mix it right in the soil as well. Just be careful. Don't go too heavy on it. Okay. Mix it, mix it sparingly. All right. Thank you. Thank you very Take much. Take care. Thanks, Alberta. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. And- And I got to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. 
It's lightly snowing and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. The Whistle Stop Cafe in the village of Mirror played host to an anti-lockdown protest in central Alberta with the cafe's owner Chris Scott encouraging the rally's attendees to fight for their rights. The RCMP spent hours talking with the demonstrators, educating them on COVID-19 regulations and warning them that they were in violation before tickets were handed out and the organizer arrested. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney recently announced stronger restrictions and doubled fines for rule breakers. And new COVID restrictions are going into effect at midnight tonight. For the third time, personal wellness services such as hair and nail salons, tattoo and piercing studios and in-person dining, including outdoor patios, will no longer be permitted. Youth sports will be limited to household or close contacts only. Indoor youth sports and rec activities will be prohibited. It's plus one. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and we're going to go right to the phone lines. And I am answering texts as well during the show, So, and we got quite a few texts ready. So if you'd uh, want to text as well, that is great. We're going to go to Don. Good morning, Don. Oh, hello, Merle. Hey, how are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, how I've, can got I help a, you? I've got a question. I'm going to be building some uh, raised garden beds. Yeah. And... Uh, Two of them, and I wanted to know uh, what is the best wood, uh, inexpensive wood that I can use for them. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> the there's side. any such thing anymore right now. Uh, yeah, right. The, yes. Yeah, the lumber exactly. places are. So there is the pressure treated. Are you are you growing veggie? Yeah. Or flower yeah. beds. It's going to um, be for vegetables. Yeah. You can use the pressure treated. Just make sure it's the one that's food safe, um, okay. and not. The I think there's still I'm not sure if they produce the other ones still or not, but just just okay. ask um, at the lumber store. Cedar is the best, but it's it's pretty pricey. But pressure is yeah. pricey as well right now. Okay. Um, so either one of those are great, and Super. then just line them with um, the landscape fabric as well, because that'll help all preserve right. them. It'll keep the soil right up against them. So just just line it all with la- landscape fabric and even one or two layers of it. And then, okay. then fill it with your soil, and then you should be good to go. Excellent. And uh, as far as the best soil I can use, uh, um, how big of that? boxes are you building? Okay, they're going to be like uh, I'm figuring uh, six by ten or a little longer. Okay. Two of them. Okay. Two long ones. Yeah. Okay. So um, obviously, you can get a good garden mix um, okay. from most garden centers. We have that in bulk. The big yellow bag is a great one. You can use that one. Um, right. They have a variety of different mixes, so they're they're great to order from them as well. Okay. So, um, by all means, any one of those, uh, and then just replenish it as you go through the season too, or or at the end of each season. I always remove a little bit of it, mix it into the rest of the garden, and then I replenish with new soil as well. And sometimes it depends how much. I just use the bag stuff from there, like a good sure. all-purpose garden soil. Okay. Sounds great. Alrighty. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Bye. Don. Thank Take care, you. man. Have a great day. Thank Bye-bye. 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 All right. And I'm going to go to Lenora. Good morning, Lenora. Hello. Hi, Lenora. Hi. Uh, hi. How can I help you? Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Hi. Okay. Oh, I hear myself on the radio. Yeah, you got Yeah, you need to just turn down the radio in the background. A little you know bit. what? I'll just turn it off. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> All right. There. There you go. All right. <laughs> that sounds better. How can I help you, Lenora? Okay. I had my uh, spruce tree cut down by your boys. Okay. And I got dirt, pine needles, sawdust, <laughs> and I want to plant grass. Okay. So can I just plant grass over that dirt, or do I have to remove that dirt? Um, you should remove some of it and 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 then work in some new soil. But, you know, and Lenora, I'm going to help you out since it's Mother's Day and all, and our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply are going to deliver you a big yellow bag of soil to help you out with that. Oh. How's that? Well, how nice is that? Yeah. Yeah, Thank so... You. Yeah, so Lenora, we're going to um, deliver a big yellow bag from our good friends at La at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply, and they're the they're the producers of all the great soils that you'll see in the big yellow bag all over Calgary. So what you in it, what you just need to do, Lenora, too, is you want to rake out like a lot of the sawdust and stuff that left over after they've grinded the stump, mm -hmm. and then just just put a couple inches on top with the fresh loam. And then you can level it out, and then you can put the sod down right after, or seed if you like, and uh, you should be good to go. Okay, yeah. Well, I want to just plant grass seed because, well, I just, I don't know. I don't want sod. <laughs> I just want grass yeah. seed. So now yeah. when I plant the grass seed, am I going to put, like, a little bit of dirt over top of the grass seed so it don't blow away or what? No, you just level it out, and then when you put your grass seed down, and then I just rake it again with the grass seed, kind of mix it in with the soil. Okay. And then just just make sure you keep it wet, water it once or twice a day um, for a few week, couple weeks until it uh, all germinate and come up, and it won't take long as it as the soil is going to warm up here. It'll it'll germinate really quite quickly, and you should be good to go. Okay. Well, thank you, Mara, very much. All right. I well, I'm just going to put you on hold. Sunday. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lenore. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm just going to put you on hold, and Tony's going to get your contact info so we can bring you your big yellow bag from our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks, Lenora. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Gudrun. Gudrun, sorry. Yes, I'm Good here. morning, Gudrun. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm just being a good listener to you. I would awesome. like to know, the lawn is pretty in the front, it's the south side, and it's very, it's old, So, but I have to do something for it. What kind of numbers do I use for all year through this uh, fertilizing? So what you want to do is you want to give it a good raking to get remove a, a bunch of the old thatch. Yes. And then... And if you use our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizers, the, one of the best ones out there for, for our area, and 16326 has a high middle number. So that way we develop good roots and mm -hmm. make your grass nice and green because with the nitrogen on the first number, um, it'll just thicken your lawn up beautifully and you'll find it'll recover really quite quickly in the spring and uh, and you should be good to go. It's, it's really quite simple. Like grasses, as long as you feed it, yeah, and with our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer, you'll be good. Yeah. Would you repeat the numbers again? 
16? It's 16326. Yeah, it's the only one we carry at the store. So it's, yeah. and okay. if you just ask for the Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. So, and what do I do for all year's foods for the summer? No, and this the same stuff. You use it. Oh, use it. You have a different rate. Yeah, use it like a thick rate right now, a, a heavier rate. And mm -hmm. then in the summer, you feed it three times a year. And then in the summer, you cut it by a third. And then in the fall, you cut it by a third again. So it gets a good even feeding all the way through the whole season. So in the summer, in the fall, I use the same numbers. Yeah, yeah, and just but lower rate, and you'll mm -hmm. be fine. Yeah. Alrighty. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and the phone lines are 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Merle. Um, How are you? Oh, terrific. Beautiful weather outside. I'm going to Sundays <laughs> later this afternoon. Care to join me? <laughs> I think uh, I'll just have my coat on, my parka, and, uh, and get outside. <laughs> How can I help you? Okay, um, I uh, I have um, a couple succulents that I want to take some petals off to propagate. Now, um, how long? Okay, if I break off the petals now, how long do I have to wait until they um, uh, the wounds uh, scabs over before I plant them in? Uh, with this, with the succulents, you can propagate right away. Like they don't really need to callus over, um, okay. because you, you could leave them one day if you wanted to. But for the most part, um, the succulents are fine. Like if you got jades or whatever succulents you're doing, and they're usually pretty easy to propagate. And if you have a rooting hormone number one, and that's for the soft yeah. tissue, and yeah. uh, just put it into a nice soil about half inch in the soil, and you should be totally fine. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, have yourself a grand rest of the day. You as well. Thanks, Gordon. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I'm going to go to Jessica. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning, Merle. Thank Hi. you. Thank you for taking my call. I'm actually calling for my daughter who has just planted some prairie petite lilacs. And is worried about them in this weather. Lilacs are pretty hardy, so they should be fine. Do you have to cover them, or? Um, it, they should be. I wouldn't worry about them. They're pretty tough. Like okay. lilacs are are pretty hardy. Just ensure that they get watered really well. Okay. And unless the temperature they say is going to go below minus three or four, um, th then I'd I'd cover them up. But for the most part, they're going to be fine. Some of the softer ones, like some of the spireas and some of the like hydrangeas, that's why I held off. We're sort of right in the midst of when to bring stuff in. So right. next week, like right now, I got about 10 to 20% of our tree lot full. Then we brought in some of the hardier stuff that can take the cool temperature. So but next week, I got all the hydrangeas, spireas, a lot of the softer stuff coming in. Oh, that's next week, yeah. 
it, yeah, so I, I got lots of trucks coming this week, and it's just, but you, they'll be, they just, lilacs are pretty hardy, so you'll be totally fine. Just make sure she's watering it nice and deep. Just put the hose on it, let it trickle really slowly into the root ball, and you should be totally fine. And what about fertilizer for those? Um, you want to use like a 15, 30, 15, because it's a good one for the roots to get it going, but it's also really good for flowers. Okay, great. And now can I ask a uh, question for myself? Of course. I have on uh, my lot uh, one, two, about five huge trees, blue spruce, okay. um, different different kinds. But I okay. don't know. I don't know what to do uh, as to fertilize them. Like I have no idea. Or well, just leave them. What or? you can do, like the spruce, like a like a thirty ten ten. Um, there's some good all-purpose ones like a 20-20-20 or if you want to like our Green It Up crew we go out we'll, we do deep root fertilizing for all your trees too like we'll come in this we inject the ground around the drip line with fertilizer okay because I was out for all your trees I was at your garden center and I was asking the, the young gal at the cash um, about that and she said you have to go to the tree center to so I'm not sure how to get in touch with them. That's what I'm... That's oh, what I'm, it's just... If you go to our website, there's a questionnaire. You can just click on the Prune It Up services, and then it it'll, it'll come... Yeah, it'll come up right away, and you can just sign up there. Oh, and then they'll, okay. So even if yeah, I don't need them pruned, I can just sign absolutely. up? Absolutely. Yeah, we just... Yeah, no, we do... We do tree and lawn fertilizer. We have the Green It Up department, oh, okay. and... Uh, and that's what they'll do. They'll get the deep root injection in for your trees. Oh, and then great. also if you if you need the green up lawn fertilizer, we'll do that as well. Oh, that sounds so good. Thank you so much. I All right. Thanks, that. Jessica. Oh, okay. Bye-bye. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. All Bye-bye. right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. I got a little bit of time left here. I'm going to go to Dale. Good morning, Dale. Hello. Thank you. I enjoy your program. No, I and I always enjoy when you give me a shout. I was... Uh, just curious about your comment. Someone phoned into late night radio, and they were okay. making these—they were making these raised flower beds out of secondhand pallets that would otherwise yep. go to the landfill. Absolutely. Oh, they work good because sometimes they have the slots too, right? Like some people lay them on the ground, and then they just seal up the sides, and you just fill in the center of your pallet, and then you do, you can just plant in the rows. So yeah, it's actually. Per- it, this person yeah. was taking them apart and building them. Yeah, you could do that as well. Um, it's a little bit more work, but I've seen them. Yeah, lots of people are doing so many things with recycled pallets. If you look on on Pinterest or if you Google that or whatever, you'll see all kinds of uses for for recycled pallets. We use them as bench stands too. We use them to hold up benches. So pallets are very useful. Yeah, I was just so, curious about your comment. Yeah, no, and uh, I. I I love when I see it. If they're done well, we've hung them vertically on the wall, and then we just we put landscape fabric around the outside, and we can fill them up so they work good as a wall planter too. And then you just plant the slots, and then the flowers sort of hang over. It looks pretty cool. If so you pay, if you yeah, and it's recycling, so it's great, and it's fairly inexpensive. Them, will that affect the plant? Um, no, if you're using a latex, a latex based paint, it should be totally fine. Oh. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Dale. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And I have a few questions on the text too, just about when can I plant potatoes and your veggies. Most of that stuff you can put out now and uh, you should be good to go. Um, potatoes, you can seed um, pretty much all your veggies and all that by now. And uh, with this moisture in the ground and when the soil starts warming up the next couple of weeks, you should see some great germination happening as well. So right now is a great time to seed your garden. And I'm going to go to the phone line and I'm going to talk with Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hello. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Um, I want to talk about carrots there. Short. Um, so last okay. year we planted carrots like uh, two seasons in a row, and they're only growing about five, five to six inches in length. So I, my question is, how much sand should I mix into my soil in order to allow them to grow deeper? Um, I would probably go like ten, fifteen percent, okay. sort of thing. Um, you just be careful what sand you use too. Like this, make sure it's the grittier sand and it doesn't have any fines in it. Okay. Um, cause sometimes it's some of the concrete or some of the sand you use. Um, if it's used the same stuff you use for concrete, it can actually bind together and create really hard soil. So okay. you just gotta be careful which one you're using. Um, you can also use like pea gravel, something like that works good to keep your soil loose. Okay. And, pea uh, okay. Yeah. You can mix some of that in and uh, just mix that in the soil, and it uh, it helps keep it loose as well. But just, yeah, just watch. If you put too much sand, sometimes you can create concrete. So Okay, uh, and mix it in to about maybe as far down as like 12 inches or so? Yeah, if you can, yeah. Like mix it in the top. I like to turn the soil over first, leave it lumpy, and yeah. then mix in your amendments at that time, and then you can rototill it or, or turn it over a couple more times after that. Okay, that sounds good. Alrighty. Thanks, All right. Thanks, Mike. Right. And I'm going to go to Bruce. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Merle. Hey, help. how can I help you? I'm hoping you can send a crew out to our place, Merle, to give us some advice to plant some uh, perennials and a, and a few annuals in three of our flower beds around our home in the Shaughnessy Slopes. Yeah. And we're... Uh, we we're getting to the point where we can't handle it anymore, so we need some good advice. Yeah, we we can either if you if you want we can do it a couple ways. You can either bring a picture in of your yard, and we can help you at the store and show you which perennials, or you can set up a, a consultation through the landscape department, and uh, we can set up a thing where someone can come out and give you some uh, some advice as well that way. I'd like. I'd much prefer that if we can arrange that, Merle. Yeah, we could definitely do that. So, if you would like, you can. Um, if you can go online, you can send something. Like there's a landscape questionnaire, or if you want to call the store or come by the store, and then just ask for to set up an appointment with the landscape guys. And uh, and Conrad is phenomenal with his plants. He knows all the all the perennials and different things, him or Chris will come out and can do a consult for you. That would be most helpful. So uh, I'll ask for Conrad when I come out? Yep, and uh, he'll set up a time that he can come out and see you. That'd be wonderful. Thanks, Merle. 
All right. Thank you so much. Take care, Bruce. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I think I'm pretty – I'm just going to read a couple of texts because i got a couple of minutes before the break, and then I'll hit the phone lines after that. And lots of questions about uh, some people with canna lilies. Hi, I have these canna lilies, and I'm trying to grow them from last year's bulbs. They're coming out deformed. Is there something I can do to correct that? Either comes with brown edges or holes. Um, yeah, that is, it looks a little bit, I would just, uh, huh, it almost looks like something's eating. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I would try to get them out in, in full sun as much as you can and just watch that you're not keeping it too wet. Um, a lot of these bulbs like to dry out in between, in between waterings. So now that they're coming up really good, your soil looks a little bit moist. So I would just, just make sure you're drying it out as much as you can in between waterings and then put them out in full sun. And, uh, cause you'll be able to put those out in a week or so and, uh, and you should be good to go. Yeah. But it almost looks like something is eating them, but it doesn't look any bugs, but the bulbs do like to dry out. So I, I think you maybe just keep it a little bit too moist. So try that. And, uh, hopefully that, uh, helps you out. And I'm going to take a quick break for the news and we get back. We'll talk with Steve and Paul. You're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 CHQR. Light snow and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. New measures to help stop the spread of COVID-19 go into effect starting at midnight tonight. Today's the last day kids will be able to get out and practice with their teams at least for the next two weeks. Youth sports will be limited to household or close contacts only. Indoor youth sports and rec activities will be prohibited. Personal wellness services like hair and nail salons and tattoo and piercing shops will close, and so will in-person dining, including outdoor patios. Restaurants will be takeout and delivery only. Changes that already went into effect last week include retail being limited to 10% capacity, places of worship are now down to 15 people, and funerals are now down to 10 people. Outdoor social gatherings have been reduced to five, and indoor gatherings are still prohibited. On Friday, elementary schools all went online, joining junior and senior high school students. Pouring rain and a preemptive court injunction did not keep an anti-lockdown rally from going ahead. Outside a cafe in central Alberta, shut down for ignoring health restrictions. Hundreds of protesters gathered at the Whistle Stop Cafe in the hamlet of Mirror yesterday. RCMP officers stood off to the side at first while the large crowd of people without masks stood together cheering and clapping. Chris Scott, the owner of the cafe, told the crowd that their rights are being arbitrarily taken away. Guaranteed fundamental rights and freedoms that can't be infringed or restricted except through due process. Now right now in this country and in this province, we have legislation that allows that to be skirted. Mounties wearing body cameras say they were maintaining order while trying to educate people who were not wearing face coverings per COVID-19 regulations. They also issued a number of tickets to people leaving the protest under the Health Act for participating in the illegal gathering. Long-term effects of COVID-19 is becoming more prevalent. That's according to one Calgary psychologist who's created a new therapy group to help those struggling from symptoms even after being COVID-free. 
Dr. Jessica DeMars says she focuses on things, breathing disorders caused by the virus. In in any kind of virus, there's generally a 10% chance that some people will not recover. I'm more afraid of long COVID than I am of acute COVID and ending up in the hospital. DeMars is partnering partnering with Sympatic Health, a nonprofit rehab centre to help with funding challenges and other therapy treatments. A group of Muslim youth in Calgary are launching a webinar series. As Carolyn Curry de Castillo explains, the webinars will help raise awareness and help debunk myths about COVID-19 vaccines. The series will be hosted by doctors, faith leaders, community groups and medical students. Their aim is to discuss vaccine hesitancy and misinformation from scientific, spiritual and cultural perspectives. It was started by U of C medical student Sana Jawad after seeing social media posts indicating fears about COVID-19 vaccines circulating in Calgary's Muslim community. The target audience is people who have misconceptions about vaccines, primarily people within marginalized populations. Speakers include a prominent Calgary imam. Jawad says faith leaders can play an important role because they are trusted members of the community. She says vaccine hesitancy issues are prevalent everywhere, but in this case, they're taking a different approach in dealing with the city's Muslim community. You can find more information on the Akram Joma Islamic Center Facebook page. Carolyn Curry, de Castillo, Global News. And inventor and entrepreneur Elon Musk poked fun at his public image as guest host of Saturday Night Live. During the opening monologue, the CEO of Tesla and founder of SpaceX and one of the world's richest men shared something with the audience. I'm actually making history tonight as the first person with Asperger's to host SNL. (laughs) Or at least the first to admit it. It may have been the first time Elon Musk has publicly said he has the mild form of autism. So we'll make a lot of eye contact with the cast tonight. But don't worry, I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. (laughs) Musk acted in a few sketches and brought his mother, model Mae Musk, to talk about what he was like when he was 12. Todd Ant, ABC News. It's plus one at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. But right now I'm going to go to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the flowers and dandelions uh, and wildflowers we have in Alberta, there's a winery uh, that makes nothing uh, but wine from those flowers dandelions that people try and poison uh, uh, roses Uh, that's the wildflowers and roses and blackcurrant Uh, there's a winery that does that in Alberta uh, European heritage uh, Dutch or Danish and uh, anyway they have five wines if you don't mind me mentioning Uh, they have a Sasquatch Sask watch there's a Andy yeah. uh, there is a wild Rosie there is a Yeeha and there is a bonfire yeah. and each oh, of nice. them uh, have uh, different flowers in them uh, Rosie of course made out of roses uh, the bonfire do you know where this winery is located oh it's located in Millerville it's called the Spirit Hills flower oh, nice. Why not? All right. Well, if so, if you're 
looking for a little place to go today, go down and get some dandelion wine from, from there. Well, they deliver half a case for free to Calgary. Oh, nice. And awesome. they give you a huge discount if you buy a full case. Awesome. Uh, and, well, that's... Uh, I'll, well, leave you, I'll leave you with this. Uh, uh, grape wine uh, has its own acidity, but the dandelion wine has 120 times more antioxidants than the grape wine. That means it wow. will scrub your insides uh, <laughs> and make you anti uh, 120 times. It's Now, it's for wow. certain tastes, not for everybody's taste. Yeah, no. All right, well, thank you so much, Steve. Take care. All right. Thank you so much for mentioning that. All right, I'm going to go to Paul. Good morning, Paul. Uh, morning, Earl. Um, <clears throat> situation is this. I live in northwest Calgary. Okay. And about 26 years ago, I planted a Colorado blue spruce in okay. my house. Uh, the, true, the tree is from day one grew really good. It's up to well over 30 feet. Yeah. Then in 2011, we got a dead branch maybe a meter up from the top. And we had a company, they came and removed it. And, you know, we didn't see anything again for a couple of years. And then it came back again in 2015. We had the same procedure, uh, procedure done again to remove another dead branch. Yeah. And then again in 2019, I went down to your store down in the southeast and... Um, spoke with one of your tree people and they actually showed me a picture of exactly what my tree looked like and they said it was a weevil and they came in in 2019 you guys came in and removed i think this time they actually cut the um, main trunk the of the tree a little bit maybe yeah, a meter yeah the top yeah you have to because what it is is <clears throat> the weevil's like a little worm and they crawl up from the bottom and right. they, they, they start eating the tree from the inside out. They go into the top where you have that nice, new, soft, new growth. Okay. And then it starts eating the, the tree from the inside out, and the, and it sort of wilts over on the top. Right. Yeah. My question is this. It's come back again. So uh, do I need to uh, – I know I want to know where is this all going to end. Do I need to maybe cut <laughs> two meters, you know, below where it, No. No, we just we just got to go down a couple few inches until you stop seeing the weevil holes. Like you'll see the holes in the branches. So unfortunately, they'll just have to go up and cut out the dead part, and they go down until they stop seeing the little holes where the maggots or the weevils have gone into there. Okay, so, but I mean, you guys came out, I, you did it in 2019. <clears throat> And it's back yep. in, so I don't. Yeah, know. no, it's unfortunately, and they've. <laughs> there used to be a really good weevil product that we used to use for an insecticide. Yeah, but they've taken it off the market, so um, on the retail end, we can't use it. So, but there is, you can talk to Mark with Prune It Up, and he might be able to do an injection on that tree uh, with a pesticide that he puts it right into sort of like the bloodstream of the tree. And it and it it'll it sh it might be able to work on weevils as well, but it probably needs to get cut out as well. Alrighty. But just one question: Do you think yes. it will come back again because this is becoming expensive? Yes. 
two or three yes, years. Yes, what you need to do, too, is do a really good cleanup in the fall and then again in the springtime. And you can spray the ground, too, with a pure spray green and uh, and just spray around underneath the drip line. Because right now is when they're crawling up there, like when they're small, like the the weevil comes out of the ground and then crawls up the trunk to the top. Okay. So you can give them, yeah. So I need to speak to Mark. He's the expert. Yeah. Yes. Talk to Mark and he'll set you up and uh, give you whatever advice. And if he needs to come in and cut it out again, he'll uh, look after you as well. All righty. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Bye-bye. And I still got a bit of time. I'm going to go to Norma. Good morning, Norma. Hi, Norma. Hello. Hi there. How can I help you? Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I have a question about my daffodils and tulips, mainly the daffodils. They, They look and grow beautiful, but they have not bloomed for two years. Now, dude, is do they have a lifespan and I should dig them out and put new bulbs? How old are they? Oh, they're probably eight or nine years old. Maybe they more. Typically, yeah, they typically don't, but they probably just need to get fed. So oh, I, what I would use? Yeah, I put like Rage Plus on, I sprinkled on um, last fall and again this spring, early spring. Okay. Didn't okay. seem to help any. I've got <laughs> one flower this year. Last year I had okay. none. So I, I was just wondering. I I didn't know if bulbs get old. I thought they got stayed forever. <laughs> they do for the most part, but they just maybe need a bit more. So I would use something a bit more with some trace elements. I would use like a fifteen thirty fifteen. Okay. And and they, you probably won't get any blooms this year, but we we had to recharge the bulb, and right now is when it's going to re- recharge. So fertilize. So I would uh, fertilize it right now, like with fifteen thirty fifteen. And then again times. in the fall? Um, well, you won't really know where they are because they're almost dormant by that time. Mm. So, And then I would just feed it right now because right now is when it's recharging the bulb. Okay, so, and then <laughs> let all the greenery die off before. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All righty? I'll try it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Norma. Hey, thank you. Good, good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to Dave. Good morning, Dave. Uh, Hi, Dave. Great to talk to you. Um, I've got a problem with the lilac bush. Uh, It's basically, when it was originally planted, it was sort of fitting in where it was, but now there's a spruce tree next to it, and it's grown, and it's pretty much under the spruce tree now, and there's also an upright juniper beside it's in between the two. And uh, so it's still growing kind of in there, but uh, it really doesn't belong there anymore, and it's sending out shoots almost everywhere, and there's... uh, yeah you know, even kind of into the base of the upright juniper. So I'm just uh, thinking I should try and remove it, and I'm just wondering what the best way to, is to go about Do that. Do you want to transplant it somewhere else or just remove it? Um, I think just remove it. Yeah, so right yeah. now is a great time to do that. Basically, I would just cut it down to the ground, and then I'd go in and just dig the roots out. And they're, they're not, they don't have big, big roots, so they have a lot of fibrous roots. So they're fair, not not that they're easy to dig out, but they're a little bit easier than some of the bigger trees and things like that with the big thick root system. Yeah. So, so that would that's how I would do it. And uh, if you want to do that, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a gift card for one eight hundred Got Junk. So they'll 
haul those branches away for you when they when you cut it down. So oh yeah, that that'd you, be that'd be awesome. Really appreciate that. All right. Um, one last right. question though: Would you we use any Roundup on it at all, or is that no, a bit dangerous? No, or? no. Yeah, I wouldn't use Roundup. You don't need to. Just dig the roots out. You'll be fine. And what about all the shoots that are coming out everywhere? Are they yeah, still just keep they growing, just or? have to dig those out. And uh, you know, because right now it's struggling, so it's sending suckers out all over the place. Oh, okay. So yeah. and you can if you get a few of those come, you can just if you want to spray Roundup just on the on the foliage when it's actively growing, you can do that. Yeah. Spray it on the bark; it won't do anything. Yeah. Anyway, so it, it only attacks the foliage. So. Right. Alrighty. Okay. So, okay. All right. That. So, Thanks Dave, so I'm going to put you on hold, and Tony's going to get your contact, and we'll get you that gift card for one eight hundred Got Junk. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Take care. And I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the phone, after the break, you can call me at four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. And Let's Up Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going to talk with Calvin. Good morning, Calvin. Oh, hi. Good morning, Merle. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. How can I help you? I've got two tree questions for you. First one, I've got a young, large tree that I planted about two years ago. And um, it survived the first winter and maybe had maybe one or two branches that I had that died and I had to trim them off. Uh, this year, I noticed, um, you know, the buds starting to come up and starting to green up. But there's probably like a, a bottom quarter section of the tree where <clears throat> uh, it hasn't there's no green on it. So I was just a little concerned that um, maybe I've lost the bottom quarter of my tree. Uh, I'm just wondering, is, do I just need to be patient for it to come out, or uh, is there something I can do to uh, treat it? Yeah, I would definitely give it a good deep watering. And mm-hmm. uh, and what type of tree was it? You... Uh, a large. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. It should because typically they just bud out all together. Um, so what I would do is just ensure that you give it a really good deep watering, and then just inspect the branches that aren't coming out with see if there's any physical damage to them or anything because usually large are bulletproof trees too so they're usually just it's hard to kill them once they get going okay so that that would be the only thing i would check and but this ensure that it's getting because they do take a fair bit of water once they leave when they're leafing out and right, okay. uh, so i would just do a good slow deep watering and you can feed it with like a 20 20 20 something like that will help push it as well Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, okay, I'll 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 try I'll try to rehab it if I can. Give it a good drink. I'm sure it'll get lots of water uh, this weekend here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but and it's still sometimes not enough, and especially for some bigger trees, mm-hmm. it soaks into the top bit. But the trees do need a good slow deep watering, so you put the hose on, so around the drip line. And what works really good are those sweating hoses, those hose that just leak out. Right. Put those around your drip line and then let it go for a few hours. And then that way it just slowly soaks in around the drip line and you're not wasting any water or anything like that. Right. Okay. And then would that be sort of something that you do every other day or? Um... 
I, I would do it a couple times. Yeah, I would do it well, once or twice a week for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, and then fertilize right after you give it the water. Give it a good shot of that fertilizer, and and uh, and and that should help boost it. Okay, good tip. And uh, second question is, I I have a, a really old uh, mountain ash tree in my yard as well, and I just noticed that um, uh, I noticed that a lot of its leaves don't really come off in the fall and they stay on yep. and uh is that is that normal like i mean it isn't i mean it, it does eventually green up but i just find yeah, it yeah it, it does it off. sort of holds the berries and holds the leaves sometimes and depends what if we get a like an early frost or sometimes because the mountain ash is one that will typically hold on to its leaves fairly long going into fall and then if we get that cold spell something that freeze dries the leaves on the on the tree itself so I see. Okay, sort of, so sort of depends on what the fall does, and and it should. I know exactly what you mean, though. They sometimes leave it on there, and then the new growth almost has to push the old leaves off. Right when it leaves out. Yeah, and I wouldn't do anything. I would just let Mother Nature do its thing. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks for the tip, All right. Merle. You're very welcome. And on that tree, you can use the fifteen thirty fifteen. It does like the uh, higher middle number as well to produce those nice blooms and berries. Okay. All right. All right. Great. Thanks. Perfect. Bye. All right. Take care. Thanks, Colin. And I'm probably just going to read a couple of texts because I don't actually know I do have a bit of time. I'm going to go to Louise. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Merle. Hi there. Hi. I have a question about potatoes. I live okay. in an apartment building. I'm up. Uh, we have 18 floors, and that's where our greenhouse and patios are. We planted potatoes at the beginning of March in pots. Yeah. And uh, they're 20 inches tall now. Is it okay to put them outside and leave them outside? I, I, I would. I'd just maybe wait till after tonight. They're talking about oh, yeah. minus two or yeah. three. Mm-hmm. But then next week, it looks pretty good. Like the evening temperatures should be fine. And potatoes are pretty hardy anyways. But if they've been inside the whole time and not climatized, yeah, I wouldn't I put them out. Yeah, I think we planted them too early, really. But that's good, though, sometimes, because it just gives you that head start. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, they should be fine. Like once you get um, past this, like I said, tonight and tomorrow night looks to be the coolest. And then we should be totally fine. So I, I wouldn't worry. I would put any them outside idea, after that. Any idea when this crop should be ready? Because we'll plant another crop before the end of the year. Yeah, and I would probably plant them fairly soon. Did you um, Did you get any blooms or anything yet on them? No. And I don't, okay. you know, we planted them last year outside on the patio. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't remember getting blooms, but we had lots of potatoes. Yeah, well, that's good though. Sometimes the blooms are very quick; like they almost come in like they last like a day or two. Okay. And uh, so, but you should be fine. That's great if you got lots of potatoes. And yeah. uh, after, like I said, after tonight, tomorrow night, you should be totally fine to put those outside. Oh, good. Well, we got lots of flowers and everything in pots, but it might be too early for them to go out. Yeah. You know, can I give you a tip for your listeners? Absolutely. Okay. When people phone the show, how often you they can hear themselves? Okay, when you phone the show, you can hear the show through the phone. When I phone, my radio goes right off, and then <laughs> when 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 I'm finished, you always got that few seconds to turn the radio back on that you're not going to miss any of the show. 
Perfect. Because it's so frustrating to hear somebody trying to talk to you and listening to themselves in the background. It's hard to talk and listen at the same time. It sure is. All right. Thanks, Louise. Thanks for the tip. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye. All right. And 1027. I got a minute and a half, and I'm going to go to Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Carl, thanks for taking Hi the there. call. I've been meaning to call you for a long time. I have uh, very, very mature uh, current bushes, black currant and red currant. Uh, okay. The reds are still producing fruit. The blacks have pretty much stopped, but they're way, way, I've never pruned them. So as you can imagine, there's so many stalks there. And I have to prune them, and I'm wondering how I'm going to tackle this now. So on those ones, I would almost just take them right down to the ground. And right now is a good time to do that. Oh, and really? Great. Yeah, well, they, it's well, just, well, they, it'll call rejuvenation. So okay. it's not wasting all its energy on that old wood either. Yeah. So all the new energy will go right to new growth, new branches. And you probably okay. won't get any fruit this year, but okay. next year you'll get, you should start getting fruit again. So I would just, so right I would take them right, yeah, like, two or three inches off the ground, just okay. sort of go as low as you can. And if you do All it right, right now, because they're probably just starting to leaf out, um, uh, you'll still even. cap. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Just take them right okay. down right now. And then all that energy will go into nice new growth. And then you kind of shape them from there too, right? If they kind of go a little yeah. sideways or something, you can shape them up a bit when they're small. So okay. you should be good to go. Okay, that all sounds right. great. Uh, awesome. Fertilizer for uh, raspberry canes. Is it 15, true? 30, I, I, 15. I, I, and not sheep's manure. Yeah, not so much. Um, I would just okay. use 15, 30, 15. Okay, great. Thanks so much. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Debbie. Take care. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to the Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Light snow and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis. New COVID restrictions are going into effect at midnight tonight. For the third time, personal wellness services such as hair and nail salons, tattoo and piercing studios and in-person dining, including outdoor patios, will no longer be permitted. Youth sports will be limited to household or close contacts only. Indoor youth sports and rec activities will be prohibited. The Whistle Stop Cafe in the village of Mirror played host to an anti-lockdown protest in central Alberta with the cafe's owner, Chris Scott, encouraging the rally's attendees to fight for their rights. The RCMP spent hours talking with the demonstrators, educating them on COVID-19 regulations and warning them that they were in violation before tickets were handed out and the organizer arrested. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney recently announced stronger restrictions and doubled fines for rule breakers. It's plus one. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, we have a few open spots on the on the phone lines. 403-974-8255. And right now I'm going to go to Colleen. Good morning, Colleen. Hi. Hi there. How can I help you? I uh, planted a couple of real nice ponderosa pines last year. Um, they're about only, they're small, but, but not tiny. Um, 
did a really good, I think I had a really good watering system and they did lovely, but uh, we're in the far southwest here and the wind, over the winter, the needles have turned brown. I wondered, is there, the, the, the branches are still soft and I wondered, will they still be able to grow? Will they come back from the tips or anything? Um, if, if they've gone totally brown, they won't. Um, so typically those will fall off. And and if you get new growth, is it sending out new growth on the ends, like on well, the tips? Yes, not too much yet, but I guess that's what I was wondering. I know that those needles are gone. I just wondered if the, if the yeah, you, you should back. the the end of the branches should start swelling here pretty soon. I, I looked yeah. at I have a I planted a mountain ash, and I'm looking out in the front where I have one as well right now, and they're just starting to push out the tips. So yeah. I w I would be a little bit patient with that. And uh, again, this you want to use a fifteen thirty fifteen, something with a high middle number, and uh, and you sh that should help it push through. And unfortunately, sometimes our winter is hard on those. Oh, it is that wind, especially. I think. Yeah. You had, you had mentioned to someone about a deep watering, and I wondered would I would I should I do that with these? I did water right through into the fall. Yeah, no, the slow deep watering is very beneficial for any newly planted trees and your existing. Because a lot of times when we water, we just water the top one or two inches. Uh -huh. So it's always good to just put the hose on really slow trickle and let it soak down nice and deep is the is one of the best ways to do that. All righty. I'm going to do that then, and I'm still going to hold on to hope, I guess. Thanks. Yep. That's... Uh, that's probably your best bet, and you'll you'll know quickly here as a, in the next couple of weeks if the ends send out new growth, then you'll be good. If you don't get yeah. any new growth, it's probably done. Okie dokie. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Colleen. And I'm going to go to Don. Good morning, Don. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Yes, I'm just wondering about clematis. Actually, two questions. So. Okay. If you inherit a clematis plant and you're not sure of what type it is, because there's three different types, is that right? Yeah, there's sort of the A, Bs, and Cs, and the Cs are the best for our area. Okay, so if you inherit one, like if, like with my son and his daughter bought a home in Turner Valley, yeah, and what, how do you know what type of clematis you have in the yard and when well, it is time have... to prune it back? Well. You have to wait and see till it's up and growing, and then if you get the blooms, is the is figure out what color it is, yeah. and uh, and then just do a bit of research. You can either bring a picture into the garden center; we'd be more than happy to help you out at that point, or okay. yeah, or do a little bit of research on the old Google. <laughs> this is another way, but just uh, yeah, just bring it in, and we'll be more than happy to help you out. Okay, and the second question is, if you see a tree that's uh, in the springtime and it's starting to grow and everything looks good, and then all of a sudden, and I don't know the type of tree it is, and I can take a picture and follow your suggestion, but it all of a sudden looks like a bruise, and then above that, it doesn't grow anymore. On the, on the new shoots, it'll look all green and grow, and then it kind of turns like a black. Is there a term for something, like a disease of some kind that... It's an insidious tree. It's in Turner Valley. Do you know what type? Do you know what type of tree? Uh, no, I don't. It, it, it's just another question for my son actually okay. in his yard. Yeah. So, okay. is, it, is there a specific type of a of a fungus or something that attacks That's, trees that turn black? Yeah, and sometimes they get the black spot on them. Yeah. Or is it a big hunk of like? Is it on the branch or on the leaf? 
It's on the branch. Yeah, it's probably called Black Knot. It's it uh, big. It sort of looks like burnt marshmallow on the end. And uh, so that no, needs to... it's, it's more like a bruising. So, huh. so, so I don't think it is the black knot. Okay, okay. and again, I think I'll take a picture. Yeah, I would. Yeah, take a picture, and and even if you text it into the show, I can probably answer it because I get I can take pictures on the text line. Okay. Yeah, if you're able to send the picture the into the number? same phone number, same phone number. Just send me a picture of the of the tree, and I should be able to help you out if you can get in before the end today, if not uh, next week's show. Okay, and I'd like to wish a happy Mother's Day to the person who turned me on to this great show, Shirley Laycraft. Awesome. Thank you, and okay. happy Mother's Day to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to take a quick break. And if you'd like to join me, I believe we have a few phone lines open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone line and where's my list? There it is. We're going to go to Allison. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. How can I help you? I um, I got a couple questions if we have time. Uh, um, of course. Okay. The first one, I'm looking at um, uh, some care guidelines for my Hoya and lipstick plants. Okay. They're <laughs> almost like a succulent. Okay. So. So you can let them dry in between waterings, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to let them go bone bone dry. Okay. Um, just and then just give them a good watering. Um, they like a fairly bright sun. Okay. Um, they they can take that and uh, fifteen thirty fifteen is a fertilizer, so that'll help them bloom and get those beautiful blooms that you'll get on your hoya okay. and also your lipstick plant. So you just gotta find something with a higher middle number, and that'll help it out tremendously. Okay, and how how often do I feed it? Sorry, I would feed it once a month is more than enough, but make sure you do it after you water. Okay, Whenever you water. fertilize any of your plants, water it well, and uh-huh. then fertilize at that point. And on the same day. Yep, same day. As soon okay. as you water, you just you don't want to fertilize dry roots. That's all. So because sometimes okay. you can burn it, so you okay. just want to water the water your plant well, and then uh, and then fertilize, and you'll be totally good. Okay, um, I got a few plants from some other people, and <clears throat> I noticed there's a lot of, um, I don't know if it's root rot or if it's mealy mites in the root or what's going on, but is it safe to put hydrogen peroxide in the dirt and to try to kill that? Um, I've heard people do it. Um, I would be I would be cautious, that's all. Like I, do you I haven't done it before. Else? Yeah, we have a a lot of it is is drying out. Are you getting like those fungus gnats, those little bugs or anything? Or no, no, it's just the roots are like it's like people over water in our area. It's like they want to love their plants so much. Yeah, no, yeah, you look out. after them. Yeah. So the and thing is, starts- again, just just let them dry out. And yeah. I just like to shake the like even just turn over the top part of the soil, like with a fork or a, or a stick or, or something like that. Uh-huh. And just let it aerate it. You can even poke it into the soil to help aerate it. Okay. And then just and then just proper feeding as as well. Like the fifteen thirty fifteen is great for the roots. And, oh, and for a regular and if, house if, plant. Absolutely. Okay. And 
Um, if the soil is kind of rotty in there, I would even just pop it out of the pot and just run your fingers through it, remove some of the old soil, yeah. and then just re- repot it up and with what new if soil. I have those, what if I have those mealy things? Because I saw some little white things crawling around on the root. Uh, mealy bugs don't really go on the on there. You might just have some uh, like centipede or something in the soil, and okay. and usually okay. they're fine. Um, but the mealy bugs will typically be a, above the or on the leaf. They're okay. not typically in the roots a whole lot. But okay. I would just probably do that: is just pop that out of the, out of the pot, rub <laughs> the roots, knock off a bunch of the old soil, get get a fresh soil in there, and that should really help it out and uh, and get it yeah. all fixed up. But it Alrighty? does look like there's something eating the roots. Is there something okay. that I can use to, to treat the root? Um, you could use pure spray green. You could do a soil drench with that. Just water the soil with it? Yep. Oh, yep. okay. Okay, yep. I'll try it that. Is, it's just called a soil drench. All right. Thank you All right. So okay. You're very welcome. Take Thank care. you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I still have some time. I'm going to go to Len. Good morning, Len. Yeah, good morning, Merle. Uh, My wife and I filled our flower pots with dyed wood chips in the bottom of the uh, containers because they're fairly deep. Yeah. And then we put our potting soil on top. And our friend, one friend of ours said the the wood chips would kill our plants. Um, No, they shouldn't. Sometimes they'll take the nitrogen out of the soil if they haven't been decomposed. So if they're if they're new, like sometimes if you just put like fresh chips from a from an arborist or something in there. But if it's just a bag of bark mulch, it'll be fine. I've yeah, used that before dyed, as well. It's the dyed uh, wood. That's chips. fine. Yeah, those. That's it's fine. a it's a food safe dye. Yep. No, totally fine. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate your program. No, and I, I love doing it. So thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it as well. Have okay, a good one. Thank Thanks, you. Lynn. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And we're on that for time. 1040. We're going to go to Jody. Good morning, Jody. Yes. Can you tell me, can you order, I know you graph apple trees onto a sturdier tree. Is it the hawkwood or hawthorn? Um, well, typically the apples get grafted onto another apple. And you can oh, do okay. like a multi multi apple tree, and okay. uh, and we like we'll we'll get them in the store and I have a few different varieties. We have multi pears, multi apple. We have multi plums, and even the cherry trees. We have multi stem uh, cherry trees. Okay. So yeah, so we'll this grafted. What do you graft the cherry tree onto? Another cherry tree. Another then? cherry tree, typically yes. So like an Evans cherry that would would yeah. thrive in Alberta. Yeah, absolutely. And then so you can, can you can, can do you actually, some of them. Sorry, can you actually order different apples to be grafted onto an apple tree than like two branches of ambrosia versus you No, know? I don't know of anybody that sells just the branches. I think it's more if you have a a, a friend or somebody else that maybe has a different apple, you can take one. Oh, no, I mean like them. can you like can you come in and order like um, the specific apples to the apple tree that you want? Um, no, um, typically not. We have three or four varieties, and some of them have three on them, and some of them have five. 
oh, okay. different apples on there. And there, we try to do the ones that are, are hardy for our area because it does take a lot of time just like to do one. So it takes a bit before it to get rooted up and, and the graft to heal. And so, um, yeah, we don't, we don't do special order on those. Sorry. But do there is, oh, I think there's a guy in town here with a company called can graft. He might be able to help you out. Okay. And do ambrosia grow in Alberta? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, I don't think they're that. hardy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank Alrighty. you very much, Meryl. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Jody. Bye-bye. And I'm going to take a quick break. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And if you're going to go to the phone line, and I have Dave on the line. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Hey, I got a couple questions. Actually, the first one is I'm way east of uh, Calgary, east of Strathmore, so I get a lot of stuff from Eagle Lake and whatnot. I bought years ago uh, Burr Oak. And I'll bet yeah. that thing hasn't grown a foot <laughs> it leaves out and everything, and I, I I researched it, and I don't know if I'm not feeding it well enough or what the heck. I just wanted your expert opinion uh, I, I, on it. Again, yeah, slow deep watering, fertilized, but they are probably the slowest growing tree in Calgary, awesome. in our area. <laughs> yeah, so oak trees are really a hardwood, so a lot of the real hardwoods, like them, Ohio Buckeyes, and sometimes they're just, they grow really slow. And uh, if you get a couple inches on it a year, um, a lot of times that's fairly normal with your burrow. Because there's a whole row of them um, when you go to the into the stampede ground, sort of right along Olympic Way there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they just, they take a long time to grow. And But if you do do the, sleep, the deep watering, fertilize them, like even like a 2020 is great. Um, and, and that's what I would, I would try to do and have bark mulch around it, hold some yeah. moisture in for it. But yeah, the, the slowest growing tree in, in Calgary, I would say pretty close. Excellent. Hey, I got one, one more question while I was thinking yeah. about it. I bought uh, several American Elm last year off them. And, uh, yeah. so that was mid mid season, but, uh, what about spring care for them to get them going? They're kind of screwed up right now. They don't know if they should bloom out or not. <laughs> yeah, and they're just starting to send out their. It sort of looks like just sort of a fuzz before, um, before they leaf out. A same yeah. thing. Do a slow deep watering, fertilize with a. If you just planted them last year, I'd probably do a ten fifty two ten. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. uh, again, just a slow deep watering elms. Um, are they do take a fair bit of water? So were they a big pot or were they a basket? Yeah, they were. They were the seven to ten footers. Yep. So again, just yeah. yeah, slow deep watering, and that makes all the difference with your trees when you're newly planted. Get the whole root ball wet into the ground, and and then you should be good to go. Okay. Right on. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And I believe I have Josie on the line. Good morning, Josie. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. Happy Mother's Day, and uh, hopefully I can help you out. Yes. I wanted to uh, purchase an Espalier apple tree this year. Do you know where they will be available um, and when? We will, 
yet we will have them in the garden center. Typically, we get them in more in end of May to June, um, but okay. we definitely always get espaliers in. But okay, in a, if you want to do it yourself, it's pretty easy as well. Oh, no, um, I'm not that brave. No, but you, you need to do it. It's it's really actually really easy. Start with a, like a five-gallon apple. I did two um, – what did I? I did two of the plums in my yard. So what you do? Is, so if you get a, like a five gallon tree, and so are you going to have like a a structure that you're gonna that you're gonna attach it to? Yes, I've built a structure uh, against the fence, like about ten inches away from the fence. Okay, perfect. So by yourself, like just any like you can pick an apple, a cherry, a plum if you like, and and then so just plant it as close as you can to your structure. Mm-hmm. And and then you'll see like if you start with a five gallon because they're they're really the leaves are really quite pliable, very bendable, and then just just sort of pick it like wherever you have your cross wood, and then you just cut off the branches in between, and then just tie the ones to it, and and then that'll just start training it because you're going to have to train the one you buy anyways, so you, it's very easy to start your own. Really. Yeah, what it's not a it's not a real special technique. It's it's it, it's fairly easy. Like in this, you get that foam tree tie, something that's not going to dig into the branches. Yes, yes. Um, to tie the to, to tie your branches to the thing, and it really it's really quite easy. And you just train them along. That's all I do. We, we plant them for people, and we've built them in our landscape service as well. And I, I very rarely because if they're already trained, an espalier you're kind of stuck where the branches are. So oh, I would, no, no. so you know what I mean? Like, cause yes, they I train them at, so this way you get to train the right branches at your right location of where That's your cross perfect. pieces are. Wow. Yeah. Thank you very much for the inspiration. I believe I will take your advice. Yeah. And if you're at the garden center, if, if, if you're there, just ask for me, I'm usually around most days and, uh, and we should be able to help you out or Terry in the tree lot will definitely be able to help you out as well. But it's, it's really, like I said, just get a, like a good five gallon, 10 gallon tree. Five gallons are typically better because they're younger trees and they're really quite pliable, easy to bend and, and to train. So. And you have some apples in right now that I can start this. We have, we have a, we have a few in right now, but we get, we have lots coming in next week. So we'll have a full, fully stocked by Friday. Thank Alrighty. you very, very much. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm going to read a couple more texts. And here's one. How reliable are the tree and weed ID apps available at the App Store? I've used them, and some of them are good. Depends which ones. If you get the U.S.-based ones, sometimes they have a lot more of the varieties um, not in our zone. So try and find one that's maybe rated um, in Canada. And uh, that will definitely help as well. And, oh, this was good. I got uh, P.S. Um, what did I got here? I got a tree. got a bunch of pictures of aspens facing south. Oh, it's getting this disease in there. So that is caused from a, a broken branch. And if you get a- apples, and it almost looks like someone has chewed on it as well. And uh, but when you get the rotting in your branches, so that needs to get cut out. If you get an aspen, and it's, it sort of starts where there was a broken branch at one time, and and it's just sort of rotten. Unfortunately, on your text, and I'll respond to the text. 
is, uh, and this is uh, Glenn and Woodbine, I would just say that one probably needs to get removed. So unfortunately, well, you got a couple other ones as well. So, and I just want to say happy Mother's Day to everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll get our garden on next week here on 770 CHQR. <laughs>